Hey, everybody. Welcome Welcome to to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to podcast number three with a special guest today. But we'll get to the special guest in just a moment. As usual, I just want to give you a little insight into the daily life of myself. And I'm going to tell you, first and foremost, I have a family and I've got two boys. And one of my boys right now is wrapping up a cross-country meet and I can't be there. And I just want to tell you that it sometimes it rips my heart out when I can't be at everything as, a, as an elementary principal. And I think that so many of us go through those same emotions because we can't be everywhere. And I'm just going to tell you the one thing that I've oftentimes contemplated, would I A, have, choose the ability to freeze time or B, choose the ability to clone myself? So before we get to our special guest, I think I, I want our special guest to think about that real quick. Would you freeze, have the ability to freeze time or clone yourself? And with that being the, the leading question, welcome to our guest, Shauna Spickard, our middle school principal in the great state of Michigan. Welcome, Shauna. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Okay. So you heard the question. I did hear the question. Freeze time I would never, or clone I yourself? I would never clone myself because that would be pretty scary. <laughs> Yeah. Two of me would be a little too much for the world, I think. So I would definitely freeze time. Okay. And you can probably imagine, especially, I know you and I walk in the in very similar shoes, that um, being able to freeze time would have definite pros to that because we have to, we have to be so many places at one time. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that that would probably be my best choice. Okay. Good. Hey, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to podcast number three. I am delighted to have you on here. So, so welcome. How are we doing? I'm doing really, really well. This is a great opportunity, and I really appreciate the fact that um, you're letting principals share their stories and um, creating a network or community for us to to learn from one another. I, I'm glad to do it, and I think there's so many great stories to tell. So a couple things I want to lead in a little bit. So, Shauna, you are a middle school principal. Mm-hmm. You are, you're currently at uh, Milan Public Schools. and Milan, Milan Middle School, Milan Area Schools, yep. And, and okay, so first of all, for those people that are not familiar with the Mitten, tell us a little bit, where is that located? Well, um, we're still southeast Michigan and Washtenaw County, kind of squeezed between, um, you know, Ann Arbor, then Saline, then Milan, then Dundee. So if you're familiar with Cabela's, we're kind of between Ann Arbor and uh, Dundee where Cabela's is. Ah, gotcha. And I think uh, some of our hunters out there might be very familiar with Cabela's. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm going to lead in real quick with the, the first most familiar question. How did you get to be in the spot you are? Tell us the story of Shauna. Hmm. Well, after after graduating, I um, actually went through a divorce. So I really wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, I thought about grad school and decided uh, with encouragement from the place where I student taught to go into teaching. So I student taught in Chillicothe City Schools in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. And the principal asked me to take a job there. So that's something that I had decided to do, but always knew that I wanted to further my education. So did so, came to Michigan, went to Michigan State and taught in Fowlerville, Fowlerville Community Schools for about five years. And the principal there had me involved in a lot of uh, teacher leadership, 
roles and decided to do my specialist after doing my master's at Michigan State when I came up and then did that in ed leadership. And I, you know, it just kind of the pieces fell together. I did transfer out to Manchester and taught there at the high school for a year because we, our family made a move from Ingham County to Washtenaw County. And after my year there, uh, the middle school principalship opened up and uh, the high school principal said, you really need to apply for this and did. And that kind of started my probably leadership journey in education and loved it. I was there um, for a total of 10 years, but nine years as middle school principal. But I think, you know, the district was shrinking. Um, they have closed a building since I've left and was looking for maybe a, a bigger opportunity where I could have more reach. And um, Milan seemed to fit my ideology. It was closer to home, a little bit bigger school district more, with more diversity than Manchester. So this is where I am and I'm loving it. And, you know, here's the, what I really like about that story is in a lot of sense, that's not a very conventional route. I mean, you took some you took some turns in there, which really make it personal. And I and I really, you know, first the first thing that comes out, you know, for you to be able to share that personal piece about uh, the divorce, I think that is going to be something that people can uh, can relate to. Mm-hmm. I think it's real, and and so I appreciate that uh, that honesty and that take. I guess the the one follow up to your story is, I also know you have been heavily involved with MEMSPA. Yes. And in fact, correct me if I'm wrong, former president. 2015, yep. yep. As president since then, yep. yep. So as part of your story, how did you become involved with MEMSPA? What catapulted you into wanting to be president? Gosh, um, my leadership journey has always been people seeing me doing things. Um, I did not choose teaching. It really did choose me. Uh, the principalship came to me. And I would even say the presidency with MEMSPA was something that kind of just kind of came to me. So I have been involved in MEMSPA for 10 years, uh, 11 11 or 12 years now, actually, and um, was involved at the regional level. Um, I actually had people say, hey, you've got to come to these meetings, loved it, got involved, eventually became region president. And I always knew after going to the conferences, I mean, I've been going to the conferences since I've been a member, that um, that was something I wanted to do. But I always thought, you know, maybe a couple years, like maybe right now in my, my timeline, thinking that that's something I'd want to do. And someone had written a um, nomination about my commitment at the regional level to um, the state office and said that they nominated me for this position. And when they called to tell me that I had this nomination, I really had to decide what I wanted to do. I was in the middle of doing my dissertation. Um, we had stuff going on at my district that was, I was involved in a lot of district responsibilities and was really worried about taking on a commitment like that and also not being involved at the board level, at the state level before that. But through really encouragement of my husband and uh, the MEMSPA office and some of their board of directors, I went ahead and ran, ran for office and was elected. So I'm, I'm really glad that I was pushed to do so, even though it didn't fit in my first timeline. And there again, and I like how you kind of were nudged out of that comfort zone and it's not, and it was something that you were open to and receptive to. And I think that's, that's powerful for people to hear because sometimes people do see qualities in us before we even see them in ourselves. So mm-hmm. that's, that's 
It's a big testament. Um, okay, so Shauna, I got four questions for you, and okay. we are going to dive into these four questions. Uh, I would love to hear your take. So let's go with question number one for our audience. What are you currently reading? And it can be either professionally or personally. Um, so actually, I'm reading both. So I teach a class at Concordia. I teach graduate level leadership classes, and I'm reading Leadership, um, which is a book on theory and practice by Peter um, Northhouse. And so it's a great book because it talks about a lot of different theories, and then there are assessments that the students take and kind of rate how they think they are um, and on the different theories. And so I'm always constantly referring back to that while I'm supporting students in that class. I am doing a sixth grade book study with my sixth grade students, and uh, we just met yesterday. We meet on Mondays, and we are reading The One and Only Ivan. Um, ah, I love it. Love yes. that book. Yep. And I just finished um, We Could Be Brothers um, by Derek Barnes, which is probably going to be my seventh, eighth grade pages with the principal book study. So reading a few things. Very good. I and. A huge fan of the one and only Ivan. Huge yeah. fan. So that's uh, good for you on that. Um, I can actually tell you that uh, the book that I have just ordered because I've heard so many good things about is um, Refugee. Oh. And so so that is on my list. So I just wanted to share that real quick. Okay, let's dive into question number two. And I'm very curious to hear what you have to say on this one because I think I know where you're going to go. Okay. Um, what is one way Shauna finds balance? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you're probably going to hear me say running, exercise. <laughs> okay, so can I share a quick story? Yes. Okay, okay, so I was I actually anticipated that it was going to have to do with exercise or running. Uh -huh. For those of you that don't know, Shauna and I live uh, fairly close to each other. I would say with with less than what? Less than an hour and a half? Probably an hour less and a half, than, yeah. Probably something like that. And this summer, actually in August, um, I was preparing for the Clark Lake um, 12K, which is around Clark Lake, a fairly long race. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be going up to the starting line. And lo and behold, I see this person that says, hey, Ben, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell you, Shauna, at first you had, the, you had the sunglasses on. I couldn't see your eyes. My first take was, who is who, this? Who is this? <laughs> now, here's the funny thing. As we rounded that first corner, and, and I don't even, you know, we weren't running next to each other, but we, as we rounded that first corner, I kid you not, I went, oh my goodness, that was Shauna. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. So that's my, that's my little story about you and I, we actually, I bumped into you this summer yep. at a race mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was you until I rounded the first corner. Oh, so tell us, tell us more about your, your getaway and your exercise and running. So running is, you know, it's, I, I have a love hate relationship with it. I am a very slow runner. I've probably been doing it for um, almost, almost 20 years now. I can't seem to improve my time. I just did the Army 10 miler in DC on Sunday, and that was brutal. And I love spinning too. I have a Peloton, which my husband bought me for my birthday, which is the spin bike with the subscription um, where I can do live classes at four o'clock in the morning. And which is better for my time frame. Yeah. That's a dedicated tool. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for you. Yeah. So it just, it's something where I can um, free my mind of some of the, the stress that the job brings and help center myself. Excellent. Well, good for you. And, I, and you know, I find the same thing that um, on the weeks where I don't have, um, where I don't get my exercise in, where I don't get my running in, I tend to be a little bit grumpier. Um, I, I think my staff would even notice that too. So it's, it's really important to keep that balance. 
Okay, so Shauna, um, question number three. Have you ever played word association? Um, a little, but not just for fun in the car with the kids more so than anything. Okay, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm a fan okay. because I feel like it, it, I feel like it does kind of give a, a glimpse into a person. So we are going to play word okay. association for our audience. Uh, have you, have, do you know what words I'm going to be giving? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can sense in your voice you're a little nervous I about I am a little nervous. That. Anything inappropriate to come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we All go. Right. Here we go. And I've got, uh, I think I have six or seven for you. Okay. A couple of them are softballs. Okay. First one, middle school boys. Challenge. Okay, very good. Uh, next one, puberty. Constantly changing. Assessment. Pros and cons. Good. Social media. Branding. Mm, I like that one. Uh, M-step. Oh, frustrating. <laughs> Michigan or Michigan State? Go green. <laughs> and races. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm supposed to answer quickly. Um, I want to go back to challenge. I know I said that one already, but. No, that's good. I love it. I love it. And there was one in particular that um, that stuck out. I want you to go a little bit further with social media. You said branding. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit more. Why did branding come out um, for you? Well, because, oh gosh, there have been so many people, you included, so you and Mike Domogowski and George Kuros, um, that I've had the pleasure to see and present. And I really got involved in social media to try to communicate to parents and um, what I've learned through John Draper and Kuros, yourself and Domogowski is that it's really a great way to kind of share our stories and to make sure that we're the storyteller and um, that we're really sharing all the wonderful things that we're doing in our, in our districts and our buildings and in the state um, to kind of change the negative um, mindset and impression that people have about education. So I use Twitter and Facebook and social media to do um, a lot of branding for the school. Well done. I, and I, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Because if, uh, if we're not telling our story, somebody else is, and they're probably telling it wrong. So good for you. Okay. We got one last question, okay. Shauna. Um, okay. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you probably know where I'm going with I this I do one. know where you're going. Is, okay. So who is someone, who is someone that has helped you become the leader you are today? Who is someone that saw leadership qualities in you, maybe even before you even saw them in yourself? Without a doubt, that is my husband, Max Bickard. He has been instrumental in my whole entire career. So I was teaching in Ohio when we met and he encouraged me to further my education, um, which I did at Michigan State. And then he said, you got to keep going. Like, you know, I had always wanted my doctorate, but never really thought about it. And he was the one who kept sending me postings for principalships <laughs> and um, is now he constantly sends me postings for superintendencies. Uh, so he, like, you know, and, and I finished when I finished my specialist, he's like, again, he echoed, you've got, you've got to keep going. Like you're used to using this time for the coursework. This is something you've always wanted to do. Yeah. It would without a doubt be him. He has been my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter, my rock. I'm very lucky to have him in my life. And I think that 
I'm a better person and a better leader because of him. His background is in education. It's in law. He's now with banking and he's also in the military. So like he gets all avenues and perspectives and he can give me criticism. He can give me praise um, and encouragement. And I would definitely not be in an administrative role or have my doctorate if it weren't for having him by my side. What a, what a great little story. And, and you know, what a great testament. I, I you know, I, I hope that um, he gets a chance to hear this podcast that uh, that features you. But, um, you know, you've got a true partner in crime. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is fantastic. And, and you know, the work that we do, it's hard work. And, you know, if if we are lacking those supports on the home front, I would dare say it's impossible. So good for you. And and good for good for anybody that um, has that true support outside of school. So uh, you know that's I just I just think that was extremely well said. Okay, so Shauna, this basically wraps up uh, podcast number three, and you have been an absolute delight. You've made me laugh. <laughs> well, you, thanks for thanks me for think. having me, and thanks for your leadership in Memspa and uh, across the state, and I would say even. Even the nation, you know, I've read a book um, that your name has been on as well as an author. So redesigning learning spaces and, you know, telling stories about branding. So good job and kudos to you. Well, I, pre- I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, it's um, as I talked to my superintendent recently, I still have the mindset and I think you do, too, that um, I still believe that um, we can change the world. Absolutely. And as long as we keep that, as long as we keep that, uh, that voice and we continue to believe that we can change the world, um, great things are going to happen. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for being part of this. Uh, for anyone looking for more links and, and ways to uh, connect, number one, feel free to check out uh, hashtag Memspa chat. And for number two, um, definitely check out memspa.org. Thanks, everybody. And thanks again, Shauna. Thank well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect, because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.